Aloha. Welcome to this podcast for the 41st annual Hawaii International Film Festival presented by Holly Kalani. My name is Anderson Lay, and I'm the artistic director for the festival. My guest is Aina Paikai, whose filmmaking resume includes works such as Down on the Sidewalk in Waikiki. Actually, he was a star of that, mm-hmm. main lead. Uh, but with Hawaii, his latest uh, film, uh, Hawaiian Soul, premiered actually at the festival last year. Um, so, Aina, welcome to the show. Mahalo, Anderson. How are you doing? Pretty good. Yeah? Are yeah. you comfortable? I'm fairly comfortable. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, you know, like, basically, you know, we... we um, don't be nervous, man. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, Hawaiian So, it won the it, it won the Audience Award last year. also won Best Made in Hawaii Film, I believe, right? That's correct. Okay. Right. And uh, what was the intention... I mean... Basically, for the view, you know, listeners out there, what was what is Hawaiian Soul about? Uh, Hawaiian Soul is about George Helm, a Hawaiian musician and activist who used his voice in the 1970s Native Rights Movement to kind of inspire and lead a revolution of consciousness in our people, give us a sense of Hawaiian pride that we didn't have for a long time. And so he's one of my personal heroes and someone that I wanted to honor with this short film. Yeah, and you or your intention was to get it out there to the community as much as possible. You're actually hosting a lot of screenings, right? Absolutely. I mean, pre-pandemic, the big goal was to kind of generate this energy around people and be able to converse about this man and kind of hopefully lead to other further actions of how people can be inspired by his work and his legacy of Aloha Aina mm-hmm. and whatever that means to them. And hopefully, you know, with... Uh, community screenings, we can partner with different organizations where people can get involved with what's happening in their neighborhood. Also, if they've ever heard about George, and this is a chance to kind of learn more, an introductory introductory piece to kind of teach them and show them that there's more, a lot, le- lot more to learn about this man. And so, um, yeah, and we were se- semi-successful earlier in the summer and then took a break because of Delta, but then mm-hmm. kind of feeling like it's time to get back out there again. So how many screens have you done already, like around the uh, around Hawaii? In person, we did about 15 on, um, well, nine on Big Island and about seven or so on, what is that, 16? Yeah. <laughs> um, on Maui. And then just at the tail end of Maui, um, in July is when it got hot. And so we just had to cancel some of our other previous ones and mm-hmm. like Kauai and yeah, kind of lost a little bit of momentum, but really been riding a big wave since HIF last year and just thankful for, um, chances of showing it as any way that we can, whether in person or virtual. So, and then it's also going on on the festival circuit as well, right? You just actually won an award? Uh, that's correct. We just won an award from Imaginative, one of mm-hmm. the largest um, ind- indigenous festivals in the world, which was really big kind of for us because we knew that we could be popular at home. And so HIF kind of proved that. But then to kind of stand in the native arena with such talented artists all across the world and to still kind of come out with an award like that is a big deal. And it's also like a Oscar qualifying yeah. um for shorts award right? for yeah, shorts yeah. and so that was also now new territory for us to kind of think that we can even be on that long list of sure those yeah, yeah, types yeah. of films you gotta think of a publicist and yeah, all that other stuff i don't even know yeah. of, uh, of it all right yeah. so but the i mean this is a short film it's about 20 minutes long right um is the intent to produce it you know adapt it into a feature film um the intent was never to do that exactly mm-hmm. We didn't know if um, we were going to get another chance at telling George's story. So mm-hmm. put all 
kind of every energy that we could to telling his story, at least like uh, origin story is the way I kind of framed it. Right. Um, in this 20 minute film, I think if the stars align and that the family, that's something that the family wants, the home family, then we'd put ourselves in a position to kind of hopefully guide that story. But yeah. that's not necessarily what I want to do next. And after, you know, taking like 10 years or so to finally put it out mm. and um, wanting to kind of, yeah, make sure that we do it right whenever we do it. Right, right. You're taking your time. I guess so, yeah. I wasn't, I know a lot of shorts do kind of lead to the feature, which mm-hmm. would have made sense, I think, in our case. And because we're gaining kind of traction with some of these awards and kind of popularity within the community. Um, but like I said, I think the intent was never to kind of maybe profit off of this person, it was just to honor him and sure. teach people about who he was. You talk about like, uh, and in your previous work, you worked at OEV TV for many years. That's so- correct. Talk about OEV. Oh, OEV is like pretty much showed me everything and everybody that I know within the Hawaiian community. Mm-hmm. Um, also taught me pretty much everything that I know about uh, media and stuff. Like back in the days when I had to burn DVDs and find out what was the best export quality <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. Still to this day, all of that nerdy stuff that I still am learning. But um, really kind of my foundation for how I approach filmmaking, which is community-based um, for our people, by our people, kind of with those perspectives. And so they're a documentary news type of television station that has broadcasted all over the world and kind of was there for 10 years and gave me kind of the right footing to hopefully take a big step into this narrative stuff. So that was definitely your education right here uh, on the job training, so to speak. Absolutely. But you also graduated at uh, University of Hawaii at the Academy for Creative Media, right? That's correct. Yeah. So... What is the, I mean, I, I remember seeing your, you know, we, we showed your film. Your, is it a graduate film or whatever? Or um, no, it was like was? one of actually, yeah. So my first HIF experience was from the freaking 310 class that was like the basic production <laughs> class. Yeah. Uh, the film was awful, but it was like the first one in Hawaiian, I think, to come out of the ACM. Right. And it was a modern day context. And so when I got into HIF, I was just like, holy crap. Right. And kind of been on a roll ever since and just so thankful I think that HIF supports my voice. It was just basically two dudes walking to a club, right? Jumping <laughs> into a club. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. In Hawaiian, they were oh, like yeah. high school kids and trying yeah. to like get past the bouncer and the bouncer yeah. happened to know his like older brother and was like, don't try to pull that shit on me kind of. Right, thing. right. Yeah. What I liked about that film was essentially, I mean, cause it was all, it was in, in Hawaiian, but it was essentially like, it could have been done by Kevin Smith. Could have been like a clerks or something, you know, like it's, uh, which is really, really great. That's kind of like, you don't see that every day. You know, you see, when you see, you know, um, it's so great to see kind of native or even native Hawaiian films or whatnot, uh, just about everyday mundane stuff. Oh, that's really a cool comparison because I remember it being really gorilla in a sense yeah. that like nobody gave us permission to do any of the stuff. We just went on a bus and shot and sure. like stood in front of the line of a bar on like a first Friday and asked the bartender if he could, uh, the bouncer, if he could switch out from our bouncer to uh-huh. act the scene. And it was totally just kind of chaotic, but also really fun. And yeah, I, I, I don't know if that's like the style, but it really helped me cut my teeth on, uh, I guess, balancing professionalism and like but also just getting out there and doing it right right i mean you were a college student right and then like i guess kind of your professional kind of training was through oev right and uh 
But, uh, you know, what kind of stories do you want to make eventually? I mean, aside from Hawaiian Soul, what are, what are your next next steps? Yeah, I think um, early on in ACM and through OEVTV, kind of understanding the history of uh, Hawaiian media, which is primarily documentary, that narratives are a new branch, a type mm-hmm. of kind of, I feel like, entertainment that we're all hungry for, the type of films that a lot of us do watch and want to watch. Um, Hawaiian content is pretty few and far between and even more so when it comes to language or uh, kuana ike or perspective. And so I feel like there's that niche niche there that I can provide to kind of at least give insight to what that looks like on screen. Um, kind of the dream is to see if I can do kahiko stuff and, you know, kind of like Herb Kane, bring this time travel ability to seeing our histories. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of like big budget dreams and like, um, but at the moment, I'm really just wanting to stay true to Hawaii and our stories and perspectives and kind of honor this audience, even if it's kind of a small, just us in the middle of the Pacific, you know, if it's just for those people, then it's okay with me. Yeah. Uh, what, are, I mean, you, what are your inspirations? Like, you know, you, you, uh, I talked to earlier today with like, like Tai Sangha, you know, like, and you know, you know, one of his mentors, Merita Mita and whatnot. So, I mean, do you look at kind of what's happening in, in Aotearoa as an inspiration? Uh, totally. They're a big inspiration. She was a huge kind of foundation for a lot of us, not just here in Hawaii, but all over the world in terms of uh, native cinema and mm-hmm. kind of, I think, really pushed us to explore what that is. And so that's kind of, I feel like, the path that I'm on in terms of just kind of testing and exploring what it means to be a Hawaiian film and not just like the final product, but the process. With Hawaiian Soul, we were on Molokai, embedded in the community and George's family. Um like 95% Hawaiian cast and crew, which I feel like is pretty rare. Mm -hmm. And so just wanting to incorporate more of those kinds of um, pilina or relationships that uh, Hawaiians, uh, I would say, are known for. Not just Hawaiians exclusively, but was something that we kind of have embedded in our culture and apply that to this Western format of filmmaking. I want to uh, revisit what you said earlier um, that, you know, when it comes to um, Native Hawaiian, I guess, producing content content uh, producing it's primarily more in the news gathering or documentary field and like it's very rare to see kind of fiction or narrative you know shorts or feature films right obviously i mean that's kind of indicative of like hawaii in general Mm -hmm. right um and then like hawaiian so it's like it's based on george helm's life and there's a i mean i I go back to there's a film that i really liked that we showed at hif earlier this year called cousins Right. And, uh, and, you know, kind of like the, there's a, just a rich library of Pacifica culture, uh, literature. Mm-hmm. Right. Is there anything that you, you, uh, do you agree with that? Like, do you, what do you, do you, are you familiar with a lot of like Native Hawaiian literature or whatnot that could be inspired, inspiration to adapt? And you don't have to identify which ones because, you know, <laughs> maybe, you, you know, you're um, going after those to, uh, you know, uh, adapt them yourselves, but. No, I think um, there are a lot of these kind of illustrious wine stories that a lot of people know a little bit about, or um, and but not maybe too many of the details. And so this is a chance to maybe share some of that. I think me in particular, I can't say I'm very well read. I know there are a lot of really talented uh, Pacific writers and a lot of great stories out there. I haven't um, kind of sink my teeth into mm-hmm. any of them in particular. Mm-hmm. I think it's a fear in terms of kind of that responsibility of shepherding whatever literature that exists to bring it to the screen like Cousins did so beautifully. Yeah, yeah. 
um, which I know kind of took a long process since when Cousins first came out to the actual production now, maybe yeah. like 20 year, year, years later. Yeah. I don't know, actually, the, the length of time. but um, And so in that same way, I would be inspired by that, but also I feel um, maybe less Kuleana and the sort of freedom to kind of just create without having to stick too closely to something that's already been sure. previously uh, crafted. Yeah, previous I mean, previous author's work, essentially, right? Exactly, so. yeah. Even in our oral traditions, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like um, there's kind of these rules in which we maybe have to stick to based on tradition, but also wanting to, in a contemporary sense, stretch that a little bit and see if we can, you know, probably make <laughs> some kupuna mad, possibly. But at the same time, um, I feel within myself, uh, if I'm really going to call myself a storyteller, then this is a chance for me to... Uh, test that a little bit yeah i mean going back to the kind of bringing the bringing hawaiian soul to the community like you, you host a lot of these screenings you know um how's the reaction been i mean has it been pretty uniformly kind of the same or is it nuanced like do you get different like uh feedback depending on where they're you know, where you're showing it yeah, I mean, I think Aina or the place, the land base has each unique um, perspective on this particular story. George being of Molokai, the bombing happening on Ko'olawe, right off the shores of Maui. And so the South Maui guys are really like family almost, they believe, to Ko'olawe. And so view him as a hero for protecting one of their ancestors. Um Every single one has been unique and special, even if we've kind of done it as many times as we have, that we're able to kind of feel each unique energy that each place and type of people provide. That's really why I wanted it in a selfish way that we're kind of um, being able to hear all the stories and perspectives that a lot of these people of these places have, um, especially about George or that time and how they felt, especially our um, kind of older generations that could have been friends with George. And I've learned a lot in terms of um, who he was and what he meant to, especially that generation. You talk about, obviously, Kuleana in a very powerful words, responsibility and whatnot. When you're adapting or when you're like, you know, um, basically making essentially a biopic, right? Then you're just like talking about like, you know, you might piss off a kapuna here and there and like that. Where do you draw a line? Where do you, where do you accept, you know, like that this is, you know, any from creative license or, or whatnot, you know, what, what is the, where's the threshold regarding that? I don't know. <laughs> Good question. Um, I think with Hawaiian soul, it's, um, we have to be really tread really lightly that this is somebody's brother, yeah. you know, and not only that, but they lost him in a real tragic way. Yeah. And so a lot of that hurt still lives inside their body. And so I wanted to make sure that we were doing our best to make those particular set of siblings happy. Mm-hmm. As long as they were like happy with our process and what we were trying to accomplish on the screen, gave them chances to check in and make sure that our edit was like to their liking or even prior to that with the script and stuff. Um, they were kind of a quiet bunch and not in, not really in our face about they wanted this or that. I think when it got time to production, they realized that they had, that they had built, uh, we had built a trust and that they let us be professionals and do what we said we were going to do. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's kind of my, the seems to be um, in terms of Hawaiian like process and thinking 
that whatever my na'al or like gut feels, if mm-hmm. it feels good, then mm-hmm. that's pretty a good barometer of yeah. we're doing it okay. Right. And if it starts to feel icky, then maybe reframe that kind of what, what it is that we're doing. Sure. Was it through your decade long kind of working at OEV? You must have developed like, you know, kind of a skill set and like maybe how do you approach people and whatnot. And maybe you also had a profile regarding because you're capturing, you know, this, this is your Kuliana, right? Yeah. So like, so, um, um, you know, just working on various projects at OEV, was that kind of helpful for you when going over to narrative filmmaking? Absolutely. I think there are, again, my foundation and how I move and who I know. Who, If I'm going to upset somebody, then it reflects poorly on them and my teachers and stuff. Right. And so all of that, I feel like, is also family and kind of just embedded in the way that we are um, here in Hawaii, not just Hawaiians, I feel like. And so yeah. there's this, like, humbleness that we have to make sure that we're being respectful. Mm-hmm. Like, even when I used to shoot for OEV, like in a crowded room make sure that i'm not like blocking somebody sure uh, or especially you know one of the elders and so just i think those cultural cues that we all have that i think um just trying to maintain that as much and really flip i think what the industry the hollywood industry is known for which is like time is money and get out of my way you know right so i mean last question so you know what is your advice to you know emerging filmmakers working in hawaii today especially kanaka maoli um Probably one of my favorite pieces of advice was from Meratamita and is that like um, taking risks. I think that's something that can be filmmaking and art, any kind of art is really you're putting yourself out there and being vulnerable. And so the risk takers are the ones that do rise to be seen, I guess, or heard. And as kind of scary as it is to put your heart out there, I think if you take those risks, you learn more every time and um, less afraid to to do that i guess it's good advice <laughs> thank you aina thank you for joining thank you us. anderson yeah, yeah absolutely i mean you don't have a, you don't have anything in the festival this year but uh, <laughs> yeah you didn't have to bring me in but i appreciate any kind of no, promo <laughs> come on, man. the whole point was to frame it you know like you're alumnus of the festival just want to revisit especially with hawaiian soul and what you know there's still there's you know still a long journey for for the film and you're still pounding the pavement getting into community screenings. I know you want, that was your, that was your goal, right? And yeah. like the pandemic happened, of course. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's great that to see, at least on social media, like, like observing from afar that it's got a, still it's got like a, a very vibrant life, you know? Um, and uh, so, yeah, congratulations. Thank you so much, Hif. Um, thank you so much, Anderson. And I also wanted to thank Hif um, for just like OEV TV and some of my other foundations. It's really helped guide me in my career. And so I really appreciate you guys. Thank you, man. Uh, so we, we hope you re, uh, enjoyed the remainder of the film festival. Uh, we co- encourage others listening to this to this to do the same, whether it's in person at the theater or streaming online. And again, thank you for listening. This has been the podcast of the 41st Annual Hawaii International Film Festival presented by Holly Kalani. Special shout out to After Bruce for their support. You can learn more about them by visiting afterbruce.com. Also shout out to The Box Jelly in Honolulu for providing us with the space to record. Also, again, one more shout out to Lingo for providing tech support for producing this uh, podcast. My name is Anderson Lay. For all of you out there listening, on behalf of HIF, aloha and mahalo. Mm-hmm.